let's go into part two of our series on finance. Uh, if you guys tuned into part one, we talked about uh, credit scores, both on the personal side and the business side, how to use your credit. And we're going to expand a little bit um, on part two here. We're going to start getting into uh, debt. And one of the things, so at the very end of, of last series, Ethan, you asked me to uh, remind you <laughs> what we talked about. And I couldn't remember. You couldn't remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, But I know what it is now. Oh, good. Good, good. Yeah. Because you cheated and told me. <laughs> well, I, and, and, and I think that's, uh, I think that's fair, right? Yeah. So I, I did want to just touch on when it came to credit scores real quickly that a lot of people ask me, hey, if I'm, if I'm looking for something and I have all these inquiries that I'm doing, doesn't that affect my credit score? So the answer is uh, maybe, and let me explain why it's a maybe. So if I'm, if I'm out there and I'm looking to purchase, and we'll keep it simple to a car, if I'm looking to purchase a new car, uh, I hit a couple of different banks um, because I want to find out who's got the lowest rate. And a lot of times they're going to want to do a little bit of paperwork on me before they give me what that interest rate is so that they know what it is because based off a of credit score, et cetera, depends on what my interest rate is. Uh, they're going to do an inquiry. So when the credit uh, reporting agencies see that there's multiple inquiries and it's looking for a car, whatever else, if I do purchase that car, they get lumped into one inquiry. So even though I had five, it gets lumped into one because I did make the purchase. Where it does give you problems is if I go to an entity and I do an inquiry and I'm denied and I go to the next one and I uh, try to get some financing and I'm denied. Well, even if you're not denied, you should clarify on this. If you're doing, you know, so you've got soft pulls and hard pulls. If yes. you're doing a hard pull, uh, soft pull short is that you didn't request it, you know, um, and so it's not going to, it's not going to ding you. It's still going to show up, but it's not going to ding you, but those hard pulls, they can. So you don't have to be denied. You could have that hard pull, go to a different, you know, a different establishment. And there's a window of time, you know, you've got, Correct. I believe it's 30 days. Yes. I think. Most of it, if it's done within uh, that certain time frame, they tend to lump it together as one. Yeah. And, and so you could just choose not to make that purchase. Correct. And so, you know, you could go in and inquire about a car and, and then give them permission to pull your credit and decide not to buy that car. And then a couple of months later, you're thinking to yourself, oh, hey, you know, I should, you know, I should, I should go get serious about buying a car. And you, you, you look around a little bit, they pull your credit because you're like, well, I just want to see, you know, what financing you have available you know, and then six months later, you actually decide to do it and you find out that your credit has started to go down because you're getting these hard hits. So I just want to clarify, you don't have to be denied to have it still be a hard hit. Uh, that, that is correct. I, I generally just find uh, that the denial does more damage than, than a bunch of inquiries. Uh, absolutely. So that, that's what we're trying to avoid. So if I'm bouncing around denial, trying just to find money, uh, those ones will affect my credit score and give me a little bit of grief. And we're not talking like 30, 40 points deduction on some of this stuff. You know, it might be five to 10, but if I'm borderline already, um, because each, you know, credit score in those different, uh, as it increases, allows my interest rate to go down. So if I, all of a sudden it drops between the one and now I go from a 4.5 to a five, because I kind of hit on their threshold of what, how they do their interest rates, it, it can, can affect me a little bit, but it certainly, if I'm, 
you know, 750 and all of a sudden it goes to 730. Now all of a sudden I might not be loan worthy depending on what I'm trying to purchase. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's going to make a good segue into uh, part two, what we want to cover. We're going to be talking about debt because keep in the back of your mind, if we're talking about debt, you're going to have inquiries pulled on your credit. And if you're really shopping around for debt, if you're looking at different vehicles, different options, um, you know, that, that, that can have some impact, but I want to, are, are we good to jump yeah. into this? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we're good. So I, I, I want to take kind of an overview and I want to look at debt. And then uh, in part three, we're going to talk about the equity side of it. So anytime that you're, you're financing a business, there's always the debt side and the equity side. And so uh, let, let's kind of focus on debt today. And then next time when we do uh, part three, uh, we'll jump into, we'll jump into equity. But the thing about debt is debt has its place. There's a difference between consumer debt and business debt. And it's important to understand that if you go into it with a mentality of consumer debt, uh, it throws you off. It makes you make bad decisions because you're looking at it as, as a, the wrong kind of debt. Um, and then I, I like to look at it. And I like to say, okay, what exactly am I wanting to do here? We hear all the time, use other people's money, use other people's money. This is the hard and fast personal rule that I stick to when I'm starting off exploring debt. If I'm not willing to put that money in, why would someone else want to put their money in? And I, I feel like there's this plague with entrepreneurs. They have this idea that, oh, I'm going to use someone else's money. Well, why are you using someone else's money? Because I don't want to lose mine. Like, well, th then don't risk theirs. You know, if you who is you're, you're invested in this, you know this business better than anyone else, hopefully, and you're not willing to take that risk, then don't dump that risk on anyone else, whether it's a person that you know, whether it's a bank, whether it's credit cards, whatever. Like, if you're not willing to take that risk, don't dump it on someone else. And I like that word that you used invest. If you're not willing to invest in yourself, and I like that word invest because a lot of times we talk about debt, but in reality, when, you, when you're when you looking to get a loan or something, they're looking at you an investment. Are you a good investment? Mm -hmm. And am I going to get my money back from you? Mm -hmm. So you got to keep that in mind. If you change your perspective as you're going out and looking for money, uh, i.e. debt, if you sell yourself as a good investment and you're structuring yourself to do that, you're going to find that you're more successful in what you do because now you, you're putting out all the signs that say, look, I'm in this because we're invested in this one. I'm in this one because there's going to be a good return. I'm in this one to help you succeed in what you're trying to do too as an investment. Yeah, yeah. And so here's some rules that I, that I look at when I'm, when I'm looking at debt. Number one, educate yourself. Don't jump into a loan until you've done a bit of homework. And this podcast does not count as all the homework <laughs> you need to do. It should, right? We're that good. No, like read up, visit, talk with people, you know, talk with people who do debt, you know, go and talk with loan officers, not saying I want a loan, but go and talk to a loan officer and say, what would it take for me to get a loan? Just kind of a very open-ended discussion. You'll learn a lot, you know, um, talk to other business owners who actually do business and find out what they do to, uh, you know, to get a loan. And I, I'm kind of taking this from the approach of saying, this is assuming that you're pretty new to this. Uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're seasoned in how to, you know, how to get a loan and you, you, you know, do loans all the time, uh, you know, that's great. Um, understand the difference between short-term debt and long-term debt, uh, you know, and 
quickly speaking, short term is less than a year uh, and that's paid off in full. So, you know, like a credit card is going to be paid off in full in less than a year. It should be, you shouldn't be, you know, you should not be just, you know, continually rolling with that credit card. And long-term is going to be a note that you're going to get, a mortgage that you're going to get, you know, these, they're typically going to be anywhere from two years up to, you know, like 20 plus years is is kind of what you're, what you're looking at. Um, You know, banks, they, they want to see a two-year history for a reason. I talked to so many startups. They're like, no one will invest in me. And I'm like, yeah, you have zero track record. You have zero history. And so then, you know, be careful pulling it into your personal, uh, you know, you might have great credit. And that's why we let off with this one talking about credit is, you know, you might have great personal credit and the bank might be lending to you based on the personal credit and not even care about the business. I actually, um, mm-hmm. great story if I can, I, if I can share this and then I'll stop. I'll stop being so chatty here. I'll let you have a turn. <laughs> but so I was sitting down with a business. They did a coffee shop on, uh, it was a main street in a small town. And they actually reached out to me because they were having a really difficult time getting sales. Like sales were down. They'd only been open for two or three months. And they reached out to me and they're like, what can we do to improve our sales? And so I meet with them for the very first time and the guy, he's like, I got a business plan. And he was so excited about his business plan. I'm like, well, let me see your business plan. So I start reviewing the business plan and I look at him. I'm like, can I be honest with you? He's like, yes, please. That's why you're here. I'm like your business plan is garbage. There's nothing good here. And he's like, well, wait a second. We gave this business plan to the bank and the bank gave us a loan. And I just paused him and I said, what's your personal credit? He's like, Oh, I'm, I'm over 800. Like it's just solid. Right. And, um, and I'm like, how much money do you make? And he's like, well, you know, I, I make about 150,000 a year. Uh, I'm like, how much personal debt do you have? He's like, we, we don't, we've, we've got our house and that's it. Everything else, you know, no student debt, no car payments, no credit card, no uh, student loans, uh, you know, none of that kind of stuff. Right. And, um, and so I just told him, I'm like, the reason why the bank gave you this money was because you've got enough assets right now that you could literally just pay this back. They're not lending to you because they think that your business plan is good. They're lending to you because they know that they're going to get paid back because you've got personal assets. You've got personal income. Your debt to income is a great ratio. And so, you know, they're, they're just giving you money because they know that you're going to get back paid back. They didn't read your business plan. They didn't care about your business plan. Even though they required it, they didn't care about your business plan. And, you know, it was kind of an eye opener to him, Uh, but it helped him understand that, okay, I've got a bad business plan. I've got a bad business model. Even though the bank gave me money, I need to make some changes. And they made some changes and, you know, were able to improve the the situation, but it it was rough. It it was a bad start. And and that's a great example of what we see all the time. And then the younger the business, the more your personal credit is is important in helping you acquire the financing that you need to grow that business. So uh, I'm not going to tell anyone you know not to build business credit because that is important. And you do that by having some debt and managing that debt, just like you do in your personal life. But it's also important to understand that uh, your personal credit is going to be key in the beginning because it's a it's a very clear indicator on what likely will happen when it comes to managing the finances of your company. If mm-hmm. you're good in your personal life, it generally ripples into your business. Mm-hmm. So 
I want to ask you some questions here, Ethan. Um, what are some of your guidelines, rules of thumb that you use when dealing with business debt? What are the things that you're looking out for? Uh, some some cautions on both sides, you know, not getting enough debt, getting too much debt, you know, when to get debt. What are your thoughts? So there's three things that come to my mind, and that is first, I want to understand the cost of the debt. So I'm going to look at the terms and the interest rate and the bigger picture of what I'm trying to mm-hmm. do, uh, because that that's going to be critical and help me understand what type of a loan I want to take on. Because there's multiple loans when it comes to debt, everything from uh, equity-based debt um, or like, like i.e. a home equity loan, where I'm going to leverage equity to, to finance it versus just a hardcore commercial loan um, out there. And they're all going to have different interest rates and understanding which one is the cheapest form. I want the cheapest form of financing that is out there, regardless of how it may or may not uh, be acquired. I want the cheapest form because in the long run, um, the lower interest rate, it just means that that money has less cost and going out there versus I see people all the time that uh, finance their business off of a credit card. And that's 21%. Um, so it takes, it, it eats a lot of cash just to get it paid back. Yeah. Another one I always look at is, uh, and counsel is that, you know, for most businesses, um, you want to be able to pay that business off as soon as possible. So anything under 200, 250,000, I want to see that it's be able to pay it off in five years. Our, our economy is just too volatile right now that, um, I, I don't like the idea of having to pay for something for 20 to 30 years when your income is based off of the people in around you selling goods. And okay. Oh, I know, I know you said three and I'm going to let you get back to your third one. <laughs> That's okay. And you got to remember it this time. All right. I, I want to talk about that five-year plan because when I see startups, everyone has the sales projection that looks like the hockey stick. You know, you start down and it's like, well, year one, we're just going to try and establish ourselves. And then year two, we're going to see some growth. And then year three is explosion. And, And they always graph it that way. And they always look at it as though something magical is going to happen. And the reality of the situation is year one is brutal. Good luck surviving. You know, it's just it's just weeding people out. Year two is nothing more than a continuation of being brutal. You know, I, I look at the, the pilgrims that, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they came across the Atlantic and, you know, they, they land, you know, I'm, I'm picturing the ones that landed up at uh, Plymouth Rock there in Massachusetts. And the first thing that they did was, you know, they tried to get crops in the ground and their, their crops were, were failing. Like they didn't have good crops. And I believe that first round, I believe that over 50% of them died. And their whole goal was to just get crops in the ground so that you could get seeds so that you could have crops the following year. Like they're not thinking to themselves, Hey, you know what, if I can get crops in the ground this year and then next year, I'm going to like plow uh, a thousand acres and we're going to be like overweight because we'll have so much food (laughs) in year three. (laughs) It it doesn't work that way. And so when you say have a five-year plan to pay it back, I don't want to see that five-year plan on these huge sales projections right. that are just going to be astronomical. I want to see, can you pay this back if things are tight? Because they will that's, be. That's correct. No. That, that's, uh, that's the 
perfect advice. And that is we want to look at the payback under worst case scenario, because if we can make the payback under worst case scenario, we're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. If you can't, if you, if you're looking at worst case scenario and say, wow, this is too tight. I'm going to be highly stressed. Uh, don't go down that road. And then you just get other people's money. Yeah. Cause that's, what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, <don't. laughs> well, yeah. You're going to get other people's money. All right. <laughs> along with, uh, well, anyways, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, it. we want to, you're right. I like that, that we need to survive under worst case scenario. So yeah. the, and then the third one that I would say just real quickly is understanding what is a healthy ratio of debt for my company. Generally, I, I tell people, look, you, you want to be somewhere in that 40%, never higher than 60. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and the reason being is that it takes cash to grow our business. And if we're using all of our cash invested back into our business, eventually, uh, we run out of cash and then we have all kinds of other problems. So a little bit of a debt uh, generally allows us to grow our company more healthier and more productive than eating up all of our cash uh, because of those unforeseen things that always come up. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot that we could cover. Um, and and we we might end up doing kind of a, another series on debt, but I do want to, I want to get to equity and I want to keep these uh, short. These are supposed to be, you know, mini trainings, not necessarily full-blown episodes. So uh, let's go ahead and, and stop right there. Uh, the, the key takeaway here is take some time to educate yourselves on debt. You know, you, you got to learn when, when you're talking about the cost of debt, you got to learn what that, that cost, how that cost is calculated, how that payback is done, you know, what that impact is on your cash flow. Those are kind of the three things you were sitting there talking about. Uh, you know, I like to look at whether it's short-term debt or long-term debt. I, you know, I like to understand the risk. Am I willing to take on the risk with my own personal money? Am I always searching for other people's money? You know, and, and educate yourself on all these things. We just really scratched the surface, uh, you know, on, on this, on this quick training, but we're going to go into uh, session three and that's going to be all about uh, equity. And that'll kind of tie in some concepts of debt as well. So uh, hopefully uh, you'll, you'll join us for that one and uh, stay tuned. Thanks everyone. Have a good day. Take control of your business today. Go to learndesk.us and search marketing management and money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.